The following is a preview for free subscribers. To listen to the whole podcast, become a full subscriber at Substack. On strike against illogicality, on strike against the unethical and against injustice, on strike for reason, on strike for positivity, on strike against bullshit. You are in Gold's Gulch. This is Yanto Fox. We have philosophy, ideas, discussion, and above all, a break from current events and politics and whatever is going on outside the Gulch. So earlier this week, uh, I wrote an article on compromise, when people should compromise, when they should not compromise, why it can be so difficult. And I gave an analogy to try to to try to give assistance uh, when dealing with these issues. Um, I mean, the whole point is uh, really to provide something interesting and something useful, uh, because every everyone uh, at some point is going to be going through a lot of issues uh, in trying to understand what they should choose, what they shouldn't choose, and especially um, over the last... Uh, two, three, four, five, six years, seven years or so. I mean, people listening to this uh, podcast uh, will have had big decisions to make over friendships, families, um, over their work and uh, injections. Um, something that's uh, very divisive. As I said, as I said before, it doesn't necessarily need to be that divisive, really. I mean, um, uh, someone very close to me, I mean, I've disagreed with very strongly with over uh, over the um, SARS-CoV-2 uh, vaccines. Um, I, I don't really like that particular term being applied to them. Um, he he would be very happy with that term. Um, the main, I mean, we can disagree quite strongly on that, but. It doesn't really affect our relationship too much because we're not trying to, we're not nagging each other about it and we're not um, trying to force it on each other. And that's really, um, that is a classical liberal viewpoint on uh, how conflict is resolved. Um, So it's a very libertarian viewpoint. You see it in in conservative thought, the idea that conservatives always uh, say they want to be left alone, and what does that mean? I want to write articles. I'm going to talk about that in future shows because, I mean, there are these um, there are these common platitudes. People remark, you know, I want to be left alone. Uh, they say, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. What do these terms mean? I mean, like they people say them because there's there's a truth in them, but what does it actually mean? So people find that kind of strange. You know, I want to be left alone, and they say, well. You know, you don't you don't do everything, do you? You don't build your own house. You don't do all of your cooking. You don't do all of your accounting yourself, uh, do you? You don't uh, um, make your own clothes, and then that's that's not what it means at all. I mean, the, the really what what it means when someone says, "I want to be left alone," what they mean is, "I want to engage in voluntary contracts with people." Uh, I want to engage in voluntar- voluntary trades, vol- voluntary relationships with people. That, that's what it means. We can talk about that another time. But I think that's that's um, how, when you can have a very strong disagreement with someone over something, 
Um, if you if you don't feel they're gloating over it, you don't feel that they are. Um, you don't feel that they are uh, trying to force you into doing something. Uh, you might be able to you might be able to hold pretty strong disagreements with people, and yet still have a pretty close relationship with them. Of course, it depends. Um, that that is really a topic for another time, though. The topic of the article I wrote uh, was when to compromise and when to not. And I mean, as, as I started writing, why is compromise so difficult? It's, it's a good question, isn't it? Why is compromise so difficult? Well, I mean, one of the main answers to this, as a lot of people might, you know, with, with more life experience would be able to say, is that you often might not know exactly what's going to happen. Sometimes it's tricky to ascertain uh, the value of particular things that you are summing up, uh, that you are trying to um, calculate for decisions, for actions, uh, for choices. Um, sometimes this could be because uh, you're not really sure what the best way to achieve your value might be. Uh, it might be that you have two goals that you really, really care about, but you cannot achieve them at the same time. It might be possible to achieve both. Um, it might be that you, you just can't choose very easily. Uh, sometimes, sometimes you're not really... The situation, the situation around you is not pushing you. So that's, you know, um, if the situation changes, you have to make a decision quickly, boom, you make a decision. When you don't need to, you'll uh, you'll waver over it, you'll diver over it for a long time. It could be things like that. It could just be uh, personality issues uh, that can be helpful sometimes and, and uh, hindrance at other times. Some people make decisions very quickly. That can be, um, you know, they make snap decisions. That can be good, and at times it can be bad. And then people who differ a lot, well, that can be a benefit. It can be a blessing in disguise. One of the other things, uh, as I said in the in the in the writing, though, is that compromise can be difficult because you don't really, you don't really have a clear understanding of what your values are. Or what your goals are, or you are not used to. It might be that you compromise too too often, or that you don't compromise enough. It could be, yeah, as well. With confused people get confused by this. I mean, uh, compromise is essential, but also holding to your values, holding to your principles, holding to your uh, objectives is also essential at times. And so trying to, and trying to figure out when you should compromise and when you shouldn't is possibly the biggest the biggest difficulty. So I gave an analogy that um, it, it's an analogy that I use when I'm trying to to figure out what to do when I'm in a dilemma, um, especially when it's quite important. Well, I mean, your goals and your 
your desires, your objectives, what are they exactly? Well, 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 you know, it's something you want to get. Well, why do you want to get them? Underneath, underneath all of these, you have your values and your beliefs about the world. So if you believe, if you're extremely cynical, and you believe in general that uh, humans screw over other humans, I can't really trust people very well. You're generally extremely pessimistic and you don't trust most people you ever meet. Well, that's going to, that's, that's, uh, that's the belief you have about the world and that's going to affect the objectives you have. If that's what you believe, you're not, you're probably not going to have an objective that is to, to turn your department, the colleagues around you in your office, for example, into a very positive, optimistic team. And whenever you meet new co-workers, you meet new bosses and also customers and clients, you're probably not going to hold the belief that these people might do me a good turn. Now, even if even if they don't appear to have much to gain from it, you have different underlying beliefs, different underlying values. Then that's going to create different objectives and different conclusions about which objectives to pursue. So if you believe that humans uh, should engage in voluntary transactions, humans should trade with each other, and as such uh, provide value to each other, and therefore need to bring something of value to whomever they engage with in, in any relationship, then you are going to be more optimistic when you meet new co-workers or new bosses or new customers. And you might believe, you're more likely to believe that people are going to, these people you meet are more likely to going to give you a good turn. Uh, even if it appears that they might not have anything to gain from it, because they do have something to gain. If they have been kinder to you, their self-interest in being kind to you, because this might make you more likely to do a good turn for them in the future. It makes the possibility of a relationship easier, whether that's a you know working relationship, a uh, customer supplier relationship, or, or, or whatever whatever it is. And so a way of a way of trying to understand that is imagine in a building. So in the building you have all of the foundations, you have the the foundational material that props up the building. These are your fundamental values. And you uh, I suppose the most fundamental um, foundations of the house would be your beliefs on which the other foundations are your values. On top of that, one builds the house. 
So you remove the foundations, the, the house or the building, whatever kind of edifice it is, will fall down or will be severely damaged. So these are your fundamental beliefs, fundamental values. On top of these, you have your goals, your objectives. If you, uh, these are the, these are some of the bricks or the painting or um, certain bits of furniture, stuff like that. They are, they can be moved more easily, but the foundations cannot be. Maybe some of the some of the building framework can be removed. Maybe uh, certain parts of door frames can be removed. Maybe in certain areas where they are more fundamental, you remove them, and the the edifice will collapse in. Some of them you can remove, and you can put something different in. Maybe you replace it with a different material. Uh, it's still part of the frame house's framework, but it fits, it works. So some values you might be able to switch. Other values you, you can't you can't replace without the building becoming severely damaged or caving in. Maybe sometimes you need to uh, replace some of the framework, and that can be replaced without knocking down the whole house. And so in relationships, that might be the case as well. You know, maybe I really, really care about, oh, let, let, let's use a different example. I was going to use um, an example of hobbies, but no. Maybe you really want uh, three or four children and you, you have one or two and your partner really does not want any more. Even if, you know, even if you had um, planned for a very long time to have uh, three or four children. Your heart still really wants that, but your partner really does not. And you can understand the challenges and the difficulties that might come from a third or fourth child. Then compromising on that, switching that value for a different value is going to be a bit like uh, replacing some framework, maybe in a wall or a doorway or something like that, um, that can be replaced with a bit of scaffolding around it, uh, with some care that, uh, you know, the, the new supporting beam or whatever it is can be put in and everything's fine. And that might even allow for a different, uh, ambience within that room. It might allow for different decoration within that room that the other, uh, foundational material wouldn't have allowed. But if you if you have a you know you you, you have a goal you have a, a value I should say to not have children but your partner really really wants children and I, I mean I've seen I've seen relationships break up over this uh, I've known quite a few people who probably should have confronted this a lot earlier in their relationships but didn't and one of them want, really wanted children the other one didn't or was in two minds about it, but deep down didn't really want to go through with it. Well, that's either going to at least fracture the relationship or it's going to end the relationship. Like in a house, if you have certain supporting beams, uh, maybe central pillars within a room 
or a hallway or their uh, foundations um, at the bottom of walls or underneath the uh, supports of the house. Uh, you compromise on the material for that and it, you know, it, will, it will collapse. Or maybe the building can survive, it can stand up, but it's not the same anymore. Uh, it might be weakened fundamentally. Uh, the, the analogy I gave in the, in the article was that uh, now when storms come along, kind of like the three little pigs, when, when the storm comes along or when the wolf comes along to, to blow, blow, blow the house, um, it's more likely to, to succumb to these winds, to these earthquake tremors, whatever the disaster or the bad weather might be. I mean, like if you want, for example, you really want to have, you really, really want to have children and your partner really, really does not. Um, I mean, that, I mean, for some people, this is also uh, a key point to say that this is how, why you need to, it's a personal thing. So for some people, their values might be different from, from other people's and, you know, having children, I mean, I, I think for most, certainly for most people listening to this podcast, I, I would imagine that's a big value. Uh, it's an important thing to do for a lot of people listening to this podcast, but not everyone. Uh, I mean, for some people, um, compromising over that might actually not be as deep a value as it might be for others. Um, I imagine for most people it really is, because uh, that's—I mean—it changes your whole life uh, completely. But uh, yeah, when someone wants a child, really wants a child or two or more, and their partner really does not. I mean, it's the kind of thing that um, will end a relationship in, in one way or another, really. So that's how I approach um, an understanding of how beliefs and the values that they create and um, connect with support your objectives and the actions that you should take in order to pursue these values. 